Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Jason Castingway, this is Paul Edwards, and welcome to Tuesday Topics. And we could we could also say welcome to another show, so I'll let that person say welcome to his. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Anthony from Sunday Edition and Pride Connection. Glad to be here, Paul. Thank you. You're more than welcome. And um, we appreciate the opportunity of spending some time with you during uh, the the this this important day in our history. Um, those of you who read my message yesterday will note that I indicated that uh, Tuesday was this really important day because uh, it was the uh, NFL trade deadline. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Many, many of you uh, may have been expecting to hear a good deal about uh, which players are likely to go from one team to another, but uh, you'll have to wait till Saturday and until um, until Dan does his sports show. So, what what we what we want to do with Tuesday topics is to to kind of discuss all things election, how election day went, how voting went for folks. Um, what the what the mood is where you are. Um, and we'll probably talk a little bit about some of the history of elections, and 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 some of the ways that this election is different uh, from others that we've experienced. And there are a lot of ways where that is actually true. So, I think that I think that what I'd actually like to do is to start off and see whether there are folks who would like to raise their hands and talk about their election experience. And this could be early voting, or it could be not being able to vote, or it could be um, a good experience, bad experience, whatever it might be. We would, But we would love to hear about the experience so that we can document what it's actually been like for blind and visually impaired folks to vote. In a few minutes, I'll talk with you about mine today. I voted in person at the polls today, and I'll talk to you about that experience. Let's recognize Doug, Doug Hall. Uh, election went really well. Actually, I cheated. I voted. Let's see. They, uh, we received the, the absentee ballot or mail-in ballot on the 25th. I voted on the 25th and sent it back. And I used the accessible ballot. And it went really well. I'm really happy that it worked. So uh, talk us through the whole process, Doug, from beginning to end. And for our listeners who don't know, what state are you in? Uh, okay, I'm in, uh, in uh, Volusia County, Florida. Volusia County is one of the five pilot counties in Florida that we're using the Omni system for for mail-in voting this year, at this year's election, and um, we used it. Um, normally, Nancy and I vote at the poll because we believe in educating the people. 
but with her medical conditions and health problems, we decided we'd do uh, mail-in voting this year. And since we were involved with FCB's lawsuit um, requiring the state to certify accessible mail-in voting, I figured it'd be a good thing for me to do it. And uh, we've been working with our supervisor elections uh, to make sure it's done. We actually did a mock election in September to make sure that it worked, that, that people wouldn't have any problems with it. I think it took me all of about five minutes to vote. And it was so fantastic. I could actually vote, mail-in vote. I was able to do it completely independently, didn't have to ask a sighted person anything. And that, yeah, that's... But was great. So your your supervisor elections name is Oh, our supervisor is Lisa Lewis. She is a fantastic person. She is that there was a call that was held earlier um at at which the system that that in fact she's using um didn't work, but Lisa was on that call and and I think impressed everybody with how cool she was. But nevertheless, start from the beginning, Mr. Hall. Tell us exactly what <laughs> happened. So you so you okay. received this envelope, and what okay. happened? Basically, um, I had called in, um, and I well, I'm, I've been registered for years, but I called in and made sure I was registered, and I said I wanted to use the accessible mail-in vote. At that point, I received, on the 25th, I received an email with a link to, to Democracy Live, Um also, I received in the mail the, the print um, mail-in ballot that everybody else receives. It's basically a return envelope, um, a print ballot, um, a secrecy sleeve, and an I voted sticker. Um, what I did at that point is I, I went into the link that they sent to me. When I hit the link, it opened a blank ballot from Democracy Live!, which I then just, um, I typed in my name and then there was a combo box. I arrowed down in the combo box to check my birth date. By the way, when I registered, I had to give my name, my birth date and my email. Okay. Um, so basically what I did is I put in my name. I made sure the, the uh, birth date was correct. Then when I hit the, the H key, the heading key, it went to the first race, which was the presidential race. Um, and I just arrowed down through the race. And when I heard the choice I wanted, I just hit the, the space bar and it selected it. And then I just hit the H key to the next race. And I went through the whole ballot that way, just selecting what I wanted. At the end, it said continue. When I hit continue, it went back and replayed all my choices to make sure they were what I wanted. Um, at that point, when I selected yes, then it gave me the option to print. So what I did is that I went ahead and hit, I printed the ballot. It printed on my machine right here next to me. And just to make sure, um, I went and put it on my Kurzweil scanner and I scanned it to see what it said. And it said exactly what I expected it to say. Um, at that point, I took the, the paper that I printed, I folded it in half, I stuck it in the secrecy sleeve, put that in the return envelope. Now, one oh, of the hold things- on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Now, in, in some in, in some counties, if not in all counties in Florida, 
you're required to sign that printed ah. ballot. Were you required to sign? Okay. Yours? No, I do not have to sign the ballot. The ballot is secret. You shouldn't have to sign the ballot. You have to sign. You some counties you have to sign a a paper that goes with the ballot. The ballot itself may not have your name on it. There is a paper that may go with it that you sign, but in Volusia, we don't do that. Um, anyway, it does require, and this, this was the sticky point, it does require that the person sending in the mail-in ballot has to sign the return envelope and date it. All right, all right. we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, all right, so so you didn't have to sign your ballot. You didn't have to sign another paper that went into your secrecy nope. sleeve. No, you just you just put your ballot in into your secrecy sleeve, yep. and then you put your secrecy sleeve into your envelope, into the return envelope. Right. That they that so, they sent to me. All right, so now talk about talk about signing and dating. How do you okay. date your? Now your, that's what's interesting, Lisa. That's why Lisa was so good. Uh, what well, least first of all, everyone who sends it in has to sign. Well, uh, she described it. You have the return envelope. If you have it uh, right side up, the opening is to the left. Um, when it's held that way, what Lisa did is she put a sticky spot. I mean, she put a a, a uh, raised dot on the left corner, and we were to sign our names just to the right of that sticky of that dot that raised dot. So it gave a, a tactile idea of where to sign your name. What you do is you can sign your name and after your name, you just date it. And the envelope, the way it works out, the envelope has her raised dot on the left side. On the right side, there was a hole punch. So that gave us the, the size of the area we were to sign. And it's, it's like the bottom two or three inches of the envelope that you signed. Now, now what what if you if you had learned to sign your name but didn't didn't know how to write well enough to be able to date lisa that's one of the things that lisa's great she didn't care if there was a date on it all she all she cared is the person signed their name she did not necessarily want a date on the envelope some people do require it lisa did not so, so let's talk let's talk name. about one other thing the other thing is that blind people typically um Typically, um, or, or at least, sorry, I mean, not say blind people typically, because that may not be true. Paul <laughs> Edwards is pure. That's a lousy handwriting, right? From one minute to the next, whether his signature <laughs> okay. is going to look the same. And now, now, that's a good point, Paul, because I asked Lisa that question. And what she said is that very few people ever have a signature that, that is exactly the same. And I don't care if they're blind or sighted or whatever it is. She said uh, a good handwriting person, and she has handwriting people, a good handwriting person can look at it. And even if it's way different, she can tell or their person can tell because there are certain characteristics in your signature that is the same. It all depends how critical the person wants to be. And if they want to yep. if they want to kick you out, they will. If they want to keep you in, they'll figure out ways that are the same so it works. And and that's basically that's Lisa's idea that her job, and that's one of the reasons she's so good. Her job, she says, is to make sure people get to vote, not to keep people from voting. Oh, that's, excellent. That, that's a difference. So um, anyway. you, you did your signature and you dated it and you then okay. did what? 
Well, basically the envelope, um, at least here in Volusia, the envelope, um, the, the flap of the envelope is folded back on the envelope. So what, after you sign your name on it, you just take the flap and you fold it over. So it's, so it's covering where your signature is. Um, now, Interesting. The, in, the instructions say that uh, you can pull a sticky tab or if it doesn't have a sticky tab, you just kind of dampen the edge where there's glue and it seals the envelope. Mm -hmm. Well, wouldn't you guess it didn't work? All I got by, by, by dampening the edge was a wet envelope. So um, basically what Lisa, and Lisa, Lisa said this was a problem. She said all people had to do is just put a piece of envelope to seal, to close the envelope, a piece of tape yep. to close the envelope. And her people would just deal with it when it came in. And that's what happened in many cases. And, and then what did you do? And then I um, now what I did is I dropped it in the mail because yeah. because I received it on the 25th and I sent it back on the 26th day. And what I did is I checked the I went online and checked the, the county's website and it said that um, my envelope was received on the 28th and it was reviewed and counted on the 29th. Yeah. So, I'm impressed, uh, and 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 you really didn't require any help um, I, in in the process. It was wonderful. I had I received I I required absolutely, and I had Nancy here, but I didn't need to ask her any questions because I was able to do it myself. Now, one of the one of the conditions I wanted to mention is one of the the, the problems with this system is that there, there are two problems. One is what if the blind or the person with a print disability doesn't have a printer? Uh -huh. And that was a that was a question we discussed during our mock election that that Lisa set up. Uh, in that case, what Lisa recommends, and so does Democracy Live, is that the person save it, and you have an option to actually save as a PDF file. You can save it to a thumb drive and then just take that thumb drive to somebody who does have a printer and print it and then send it back. So that's one way around. The other or, problem- Or even, I assume, to a place like- um, We have uh, Office Depot uh, or- Kinko's yeah. or- Right, yeah. or, or even a friend can print yeah. it for you, whatever. The other problem I see with it, and, and I'm not sure what we're gonna do with it, but the other problem I see with it, what about those people that don't have a computer? Um, this system is good for people who have a computer. If you don't have a computer, it can be a problem. However, what Lisa said is the person, if the library has one, the person can go to a library and use their computer. Correct. To do it. Uh, we're now, not sure about that, but it's it's an area. Yes, it's an area we have to fix. I realize that, but it's a democracy. Big. Democracy Live will also work on smartphones. Well done. Yes, it will. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, I know I know of I people who used it yeah. to, to vote on a smartphone, and I also know somebody used it on, on a Mac. Yeah. So it will work. Now, one of the things that I've realized since then, Democracy Live was smart enough to come to Florida, and they got it certified, even though it was a problem, but it was certified so we could use it. I've found out there are other companies that are doing the same thing, but they have not chosen to come to Florida to be certified. So I'm in the process now of reaching out to some of these other companies to get them to, to request 
certification so we can use it in Florida. The so let me let me let me ask you a question that you may not know the answer to, um, but it came up I think on 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 the earlier call. Um, I asked the Democracy Live guy why he didn't um, go for the capacity to actually return the ballot electronically, uh-huh. and he indicated that the law in Florida precluded that. That is correct. The, the legislature passed in 2007, the legislature, because of pressure from some groups, the legislature passed a law saying all voting must be on paper, except if you have a disability, a print disability, then you're allowed to use the illegal machines. The ele- remember, we had the electronic machines that we got we and were great, but yeah. The legislature decided those machines were illegal because they didn't like electronic voting. The law says all voting must be on paper. So that precludes the use of electronic. And I think electronic voting is a great way to do it. But yeah, got to do what they say. Yeah. Um, Um, Anthony, any questions for Doug? So you you knew uh, what did the tracking system exactly tell you? Um, did you have to register for it to be tracked or was it automatically nope. once you did the software, you had the access to know when your ballot was, was received, et cetera, et cetera. Um, actually that's part. And I think most counties have it. Um, basically yes. what it is, you just go in and you put in who you are and your birth date or whatever it is. And then you can just go through and you can, and it, it has the, when, when you re, when they receive your mail-in vote, they write it down and keep track of it. So anybody yes. can go in and read it, which and it was great and, to read it. And that works yeah. that works fine in 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 Miami Dade County as well. Now the other thing a person can do if they if they're not comfortable with doing the computer, they can actually just call and say, "I sent in my ballot. This is my name. When did you receive it? And when did you count it?" And they will tell you that. Um, in in busy counties, you're lucky if you get the phone answered. Well, that's, yeah. that's true. But um, Lisa's Lee. Now, one of the one of the problems we had originally when we set this thing up was that Lisa did not tell her staff about it to start with. So if people called up and they didn't know to ask for Lisa, if they talked to Joe Smith, Joe Smith didn't have the foggiest idea what they were talking about. So that's an area that needs that I think Lisa has corrected. Right. And, and, and it's, it was a problem, I think, at all five of the counties here in well, Florida. You know, just, they're, so, they're, just so everybody is aware, um, Florida had a very strange uh, court case, one that FCB was involved in and one that was led by Jim Crott, um, who did a, a really good job to get what he could. Um, and what we ended up with uh, was a situation where only five counties this time um, were uh, were allowed to use an accessible voting system. My county was one, and Doug's county was another. Um, and and uh, I, I, another person who was here, I don't know if she still is, Sheila's was another, and we'll probably yes. talk to her in a bit. Um, but um, it's it's unusual. And what what's supposed to happen after the election is over is a committee will get together and review the results of uh, this operation uh, make suggestions for changes, but then I think we can expect that from 2022 on, 
we will have an accessible, uh, an accessible mail-in ballot system that will operate in all 67 counties. Yes, the negotiated settlement says that all 67 counties will have accessible mail-in voting by March of 2022. Now, and that's re- getting back to what I said before, Paul, that I know there are other companies that are out there that are doing right. the same thing. I want those companies to go to the state and get certified because in the state of Florida, unless the, the Division of Elections certifies something, it cannot be used in an election. Um, I did talk with one person and he said he was told that he had to go to each separate county to get it's certified. not true. Which no. is not true. In fact, but you can't I get think, certified that way. Well, um, um, either either he misunderstood or somebody lied to him. Yeah. I'm not sure which, but so I, I, um, I'm in the process and I think Jim's doing it too. We're in the process of searching and I'll talk with Clark. As a matter of fact, I sent Clark an uh, um, email about it. I want to find out what those companies are and contact those companies and encourage them to get their application in. And but, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping the state doesn't take as long as they did with the Democracy Live to get it certified. They had two years to do Democracy they, Live. They did. And it took a lawsuit, as far as I'm concerned, to make them move. Yeah, that's correct. Mr. Doug, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, thank Paul. You. Appreciate it. I'm enjoying your, your show. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. What other raised hands do we have, Mr. Rick? Let's see here. We got Pam Coffey. Pam? My experience today voting at the polls went amazingly well. Considering some problems I have had in the past, I'm in Alabama and, you know, in some ways we're still in the dinosaur age as far as accessible voting. Um, but today I went to the polls. And I knew that we have a new voting, um, accessible voting machine. It's um, called Express Vote. The old machine was called Automark. And I think that's the one I tried to use a number of years ago. And the problem seemed to be that Either the machine wasn't working properly or no one at the polls had a clue how to get uh-huh. it, how to set it up. But this went very well um, once we got it started. The, the um, poll worker had to punch in some information that, well, was not accessible for the voter. But, but once we got that started it it went very smoothly i just went right down the list and click you know hit select on where who i wanted to vote for and in the amendments um you know whether i wanted a yes or a no and it just it went like clockwork um so i was i was very pleasantly surprised that now voting with, went that smoothly with the voting with the voting system you used <clears throat> yes um when 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 you had finished that and when it gave you a chance to review your stuff yes and 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 you indicated you were satisfied then what happened then you hit a button that says print my car. well there it it, it it does give you an option to change if you needed to change right. something 
but I, I was satisfied with what I had initially put. So uh -huh. after I reviewed it, I just hit the, the option that said print my card. And in just a matter of seconds, it printed it and it handed me the um, ballot, uh, uh, the card uh, that looked more like a, you know, it was long, like a, like a ballot. And, uh -huh. um, and then uh, I had to ask where the, well, I had an S had someone S direct me to where the thing was, where you feed the ballot in. into the scanner, into the scanner, th uh -huh. the, well, the thing that tallies uh, yep. your ballot. Yeah, it's and a so, and so, um, you know, I just fed it in and it, it, um, and it took it. it yeah. Uh, we learned the hard way though, that you, you have to insert it regardless of what the directions say. If you try to insert it, there's a corner of the ballot that is cut off. So yes. that you, you, that we will know which where the top of the ballot is yeah and if you try to feed it into the scanner that way it will it will it'll spit it right back out because it thinks you've tampered with the ballot you have to turn it around and put a, a straight corner in first Got so it. but once we figured that little bit out and i take it i was the first one in my precinct today to use that machine because no one knew that no one knew that that you had to put the straight corners in um, into the scanner first excellent um, mr anthony any questions for pam uh no pretty okay. straightforward miss pam thank you so much you're welcome and i'm just so glad it went well because i was really i am I, too i was so excited about uh, well you know i typically am excited about voting but I, I was dreading it because I thought, oh, boy, if there are problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thanks. Great show. Thank you. Mr. Rick. Connie Bateman, please. Connie from California. Hello. So <clears throat> I chose to do the accessible vote by mail option. And I'm mm -hmm. going to speak to you as a basic JAWS screen reader user. So... At first, I found the experience extremely frustrating and challenging. Um, so let me tell you what I went through. So for, it tells you that you go on the website. It's the Sac County's, I forget the website, but it's whatever the Sac County election website is. And you type in your street number, not the street name, but just the street number, your birth date, and your zip code. And that's supposed to get you to your ballot. Now, so as a basic JAWS user, I lined up my links, you know, you know, insert F7. But then it's not that obvious or it wasn't that obvious to me where to go from there using first character navigation. Mm -hmm. So I had to have some guidance. <laughs> so I called a friend and she said, OK, you go to you press A for, you know, accessible vote by mail, press v, v to view ballot, all that. Well, it wouldn't let me get to the ballot, and she couldn't help me. So then I called another friend. He couldn't help me. So I called the uh, Sac County Election Office. She couldn't help me. So I called this one <laughs> friend back, and he said, he said, 
why don't you try switching internet browsers? See if that works. So sure enough, I did switch from Mozilla Firefox to Google Chrome and it worked, got me to the ballot. So once I got to the ballot, it was really easy. You know, all you have to do is there's all these check boxes for your choices and you just press, press space to check your choice and you just go through the ballot and then it confirms your choices. It, it shows you what your choices right. were, gives you the option to change it. But I was satisfied with my choices. Now, regarding a printer, I had a printer, but it died. So it died before I went through this process. So what I did was I saved it as a PDF file and I emailed it to a friend. She got it on her end, came to my house, helped me to sign and date it. And then she dropped it in a Dropbox. I felt more comfortable having it in a Dropbox rather than putting it through the mail. And um, I, I asked her to sign as a witness because I've gone from low vision to blindness and I remember how to sign my name, but I tend not to leave a space between my first name and last name. So it looks like one huge word. So she signed it and she, and she wrote that she was the one delivering the ballot and she dropped it off for me. So that, that was the process I went through. So but, all in all, it was a essentially good you were fairly satisfied with it, Connie. Yeah, yeah. Once I got going, once I got into the yeah. ballot, it was fine. It was just kind of challenging getting there. So one vote for Google Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, any questions for Connie? I'm curious, did you did you know that it was okay to have her sign it as as or did you have to look up that information? As I'm sorry, repeat that. that? To having your friend uh, co-witness it, uh, did you know that that was okay, or did you need to look to make sure? Because every state, you know, has their own set of regulations on what you know what the ballot process is. So, did you know that it was okay for her to sign, or did you look that up? To yeah, make because sure? there was actually there was actually a place for some a witness to sign, and cool. um, and oh, and the other thing is, I want to mention one more thing in terms of signing it. The way they indicated where the signature box was, was they had uh, hole punches on the left and the right. On the left. Yeah. So yeah. that was those created, those were, uh, indicated where the left and the right sides of, of the signature box were located. Was, now, were you, re were you required to date it as well, Connie, or not? Yes. Yes. Very good. Miss Connie, thank you so much. California has been heard from. Thank you. We appreciate your, your taking the time to call in. Thank you. Mr. Rick. Mary Tyson, please. Mary Tyson. Oh, how is everyone? Hi, Mary. We, we Hi, all, how are you? We are all good. Now now we've 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 had we've had an extensive discursive discussion <laughs> from a, 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 a member of the Volusia County delegation named Doug Hall. So really we're uh, you're from the same county. Um, and I and, and I understand you use the same method, the, the accessible mail ballot. I have something to add to, uh, you know, it does say that you're supposed to date the envelope, although Lisa said that was not required. That would not invalidate your ballot. Um, but when you print out your uh, ballot, it's dated. So I should think that would be sufficient because it, the, that makes it, sense. it is dated. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's why she could say, um, that, that you didn't really have to date the envelope as long as it was there in time. Um, 
and I, I had someone drop mine in a drop box. And, but in our county, uh, and I know they do in some counties and some states, whatever, we had um, uh, postage paid. But, um, you know, a lot of times people at the last minute, they don't have a stamp and, or you need two stamps because of the size of the envelope. And, uh, but they postage pay it here, but I still put mine in a drop box. Now, overall, you found the process pretty accessible as well? I, yes, and I, I did find it very accessible. Um, and, and, um, and, but when we kind of do our brainstorming, um, uh, you know, when you, what, what do we always call them? These call them the hot wash. When we do that at the end of the project. Yep. Um, one thing that needs to be noted, um, um, I had a friend come over and actually she drove us, she drove me and my other friend down to the Dropbox so we could put them in. Um, and what we did was we wanted to verify because we are very passionate about this election and we wanted to verify that we were doing it properly. Um, And we did, we didn't really need help, but she verified. However, one thing that needs to be noted that on his envelope, he did not get the dot. So he wouldn't have known where to sign. He would have had to get someone to help him. So somehow it was inadvertently left out of his packet Um, and so, I mean, I had mine, I had no problem, but she actually had to show him because, um, you know, because that was, so that's one of those things that's going to have to be really watched carefully. But of course, now that you know what it's supposed to be, if you open your packet and it's not there, you can call them and and get it rectified. You know, you could call and they'd send you another envelope or whatever. But we didn't know that he, he, he couldn't figure it out because I kept saying, look for the dot. And he goes, there is no dot. I said, you're crazy. But it turned Excellent. out he was right. And I had to admit it. And that was sad. But he was right. <laughs> Excellent. But so o- overall, next time, next time, you'll be pretty comfortable with this process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as I open it up and make sure that dot is there, I'm good to go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt very comfortable with it. And Lisa is the best. Everyone should have a supervisor like her. She is amazing. And, uh, and, and, she, and that is her job. She says she wants, she wants everybody to vote and she's going to make it happen. I she's think one of the things, one of the things that impressed vote. me was that she was prepared to take the time to do a kind of a mock election with the process in yes. September um, mm-hmm. that that would actually give give her a chance to see the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly about the system, but would also give people the confidence to actually use the system comfortably. Yes, she's she will she takes the machines out because we too have the um, express vote machines here, mm-hmm. which I have used in the past, and she will take them out for demos and. She's very, very, she's been to speak to our Halifax Council chapter. Um, She's amazing. I can't say. I was very impressed with her. Yeah. Anthony, questions for Mary? I'm curious, Mary, beforehand, um, did you have any reservations? Did you, did you worry that it wouldn't be as smooth as the process ended up being for you? Well, I wasn't really worried because, you know, I'm going to, I don't, I don't stress about that sort of thing because I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Um, But what I, 
what I was a, a little concerned about was I usually do vote in person. I usually early vote, but I usually vote in person. And I love the express vote. And I mean, the first time I was able to vote by myself, I cried. I was so excited yeah. I could actually do that. So that yeah. was really, really important to me. So I, yeah. I, I wondered, I did wonder, would I feel differently about it, doing it on my own? But it did give me that extra sense of independence, and I, I wasn't I wasn't worried that it would be hard. But I was really pleased at how easy it was. Excellent, Miss Mary, you're the best. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing. I'm, I'm going to go check in on my 90 year old mom because I don't want this election to stress her out too much. Exactly. <laughs> so you guys have a great night. Thank you. You too. Thank, thank you. you. Katie Lear. Hi, everybody. Hello. How are y'all? This is the third person from Volusia County in Florida. <laughs> I'm so impressed. It's probably the third person from the Lisa Fan Club, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I want to say is I love the mock election that we did. And because I got to vote for Santa Claus for president, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I got a really Maybe good the most qualified candidate. Well, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, what, let me tell you what happened to me. I didn't have a bit of a problem getting into the mock election. You, you go in and you, you click on, they send you an email, you click on the link and you put in your, you put in your name and you use the combo boxes and put in your birth date and then you're in and you can go ahead and fill the mock election out. So I'm excited. So my, my, I got the email for the, um, for the presidential election and I went into it and I put my name and I put my date and it said it couldn't find me. <laughs> I thought, oh, no, what do you mean you can't find me? So I said, well, maybe I type it wrong. Let me do it again. So I did it two more times and I'm like, I was really disgusted. And so I said, well, let me do it in the morning because maybe there's something wrong with the website. So I got up the next morning. I did it two times. I still couldn't get in. So I called the supervisor of elections office and I said, do you think that maybe my name got misspelled? And so he, I gave him my information and he went in. My first name is Catherine. And they did. They transposed two of the letters. Oh, dear. So I he said, so go in, misspell your name, vote. And don't worry, it will be counted because your name is correct on your envelope that's, that's going to be mailed back. So I was so thrilled because I, I just love the fact that I can vote independently. I just think it's fabulous. I've used the express machines for a long time, and I was happy that I could continue to do this from my home. So I, I voted it, and I, I voted. I got it all done, and we got it all ready. And we, my girlfriend and I took our ballots to the... Um, drop-off box and I rolled down the window and I handed it to the nice man and I heard it swish into the box so I knew that <laughs> it was gone and so I totally wasn't exactly sure that everything was going to be right so in the next day I checked they had received it and it had been counted so I'm good I voted <laughs> da, 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 da. <clears throat> so, Anthony questions for yeah Dave? I'm We've, you know, we've heard a couple of callers already talk about the drop boxes. Was that because you wanted to feel part, you know, another part of the process? Or did you have uh, worry about actually putting it into the mail itself? I did not want it to go through the post office. I just was yeah. concerned. 
and I, I did, I voted like um, maybe 10 days ago and I was afraid it was a little bit too close. How close so, was the Dropbox for you? If you don't mind. Um, it was about a mile. Okay. That's not bad. No, it was at our, it was at our library and we came in and all the people were attacking us, wanting us to take voting literature. And I said, I voted. I don't need any literature. Thank you. Go away. <laughs> and so we got to the Dropbox. You should have said, we're, I, I'd be glad to take some in Braille. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should have because those people were so pushy. Yeah. <laughs> with their literature. Santa Claus for president. Thank yeah, you. Miss cool. Katie, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think St. Nick will win. I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hand raiser? Yeah, phone number 5111, please. Hi, how are you all today? We're well. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for, uh, for this group speak on this way of hearing about how other people's experiences have been, because it's quite interesting. Um, I have been voting independently for the last few elections since I've been here, actually, since 97. I would go to the um, a school Where, where near are you, here. by the way? Oh, sorry, I'm in Washington, D.C. I can't believe I forgot to say that. Um, you did. And, and this been... is Kathy, I think? It is Kathy. How do you know that? Hey, Kathy, how are you? Good. I haven't seen you in a long time. This is true. Tell yeah. us about your experience, Miss Kathy. Um, of course, it's, experience... it's been interesting because D.C. has only relatively recently been allowed to vote. Right. Um, what, my experience... When did that start? 64, I think? Something like that, yeah. I think it yeah. was 64. Yeah. Anyway, um, go ahead, Miss Kathy. Yeah, I did something that people that have spoken haven't didn't do, but I didn't think anything of it. Um, I've been voting independently, but this time I just didn't want to deal with um, public transportation of any kind. I'm trying to go right. out as little as possible. So I said right. um, when I found out from my reader that comes once a month, and we are very close. We're not just She's not just my reader. I call her my reader friend, actually, because she does a lot sure. for me. and. We're really, we're really good, good friends. In fact, she's read for me for 15 years. Wow. Um, yeah. So when I found out that she could fill out a, a form for me to get a ballot, I was fine with that. So she filled out a form, and we got the ballot a couple weeks before she came next. She comes once a month, mm -hmm. and maybe two or three weeks before that. But I was glad that we had plenty of time to do it. So we did it the beginning of October, and she filled it out for me with the um, votes that I knew who I w wanted to vote for, there were quite a few people on the ballot. I didn't even know who they were. So I just voted for, um, I voted for um, Vice President Biden and our our local representative, Eleanor Holmes Norton. And I came and say, now who else? Oh, the two uh, Democratic senators. And that was fine the way we did it. And then I just signed it and she just sent it in. So that went really well for me. And you didn't, you didn't, you didn't feel uncomfortable sharing the ballot with her because she was such a good friend. Not at all. In fact, for that reason, yes, she, she's, yeah. she and I have had a great relationship, so I didn't mind at all sharing it with her. I wouldn't so just you, share it with just some random person, though. Yeah. No question. You, so, so you don't think she voted for Trump, huh? Oh, not at all. She didn't like him either. So we're set. We, we totally were <laughs> <in> agreement. <laughs> Any questions for Kathy, uh, Anthony? Were you um, were you able to track your ballot? She was able to see when it got um, received, so that was really good. She somehow was able to look that up. I'm not sure how, but she was able to let me know a couple of days later that the D.C. government had received it. Miss Kathy, thank you so much for calling in. 
Thank you. Glad to do that. Excellent. Have a great evening. We shall. Mr. Rick. Phone, yeah, phone number 1974, please. Okay, this is Teresa here in Little Rock. Uh-huh. And uh, I want to let it be known, I voted two weeks ago tomorrow, on October 21st. I stood in line for an hour. Um, I've been using the machine since 2008. Uh, before that, it was always uh, the punch thing. When uh-huh. I first came to Arkansas, when I first came to Arkansas in 92, they still had the levers, and I yep. was very disappointed. I was very disappointed, uh, not just because they had the levers, but because somebody came in about five minutes after um, I was voting and I was being assisted and said, time's up, you know, because there was a, you know, a lot of people out to do their civic duty that evening. And when I went home, Believe it or not, I reached out to somebody in that other organization, but I did because uh-huh. you know, I was very upset and I didn't know who to talk to at the moment. Well, uh-huh. they, apparently they had a demonstration the next summer uh, down at the Capitol about accessibility in the polling places. And I don't know if my phone call helped, but, you know, made a difference. But I'm glad I said something and it didn't just take it, um, you know, sitting down. I'm glad um, you didn't either, Parisa. Yep. So, so what yeah, about so, um, what yeah, about the, the the process so, of voting this time? Okay, um, we don't have that um, accessible voting by mail yet here. I right. Have no idea when that will come, but we don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I noticed the machines were different. Uh, the machine I used to um, press the button I wanted was smaller. Um, I didn't have to reach it. There was a screen, but I didn't have to reach up on it like I did before. Uh-huh. In fact, in 2018, when we had a, you know, it was off-year election, I remember my thing messed up because I skipped a, um, I skipped an amendment or something that wasn't even on the, that got struck struck off the ballot. So I skipped it. But this time, there was, if anything was, skipped, you know, struck off, it wasn't even on there. So that. That made a big difference. Uh huh. We don't want machines jamming up now. Now, with early voting, you didn't go to your usual precinct. Did did that make any difference? Uh, do you think? Uh, no, I didn't go to my usual uh, polling place. Um, I wasn't sure if my usual polling place would have had the machine, the accessible machines. Well, they're I supposed to. They're supposed to. Yeah. I went. I, because I had gone to the same place that I'd gone to in March for the primary, and they did have them then, I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to where I know there will be an accessible machine and using it. Excellent. And overall, you and found the process. You found the process pretty easy, Teresa. Yeah. Uh, yes. When we first got in, they were going to hand us both a stylus. And, of course, you know, when I think of stylus, here's <laughs> <laughs> like slate and stylus, braille paper. And when I was supposed to sign my name on the screen with the stylus, and I was punching down, pressing down too hard. <laughs> well, that's how we use stylus yeah, well, and slate and braille paper. Yeah, we'll talk about that because uh, uh, that was one of the things that happened to me today. Yeah. Um, I suppose that I that I did it in in 18. I didn't vote in the primaries, but I suppose I did it in 18. Um, but mm. I know that that 
my signature when I'm signing on a tablet like like I was today um, yes. is absolutely unrecognizable as mine. Um, right. Be, be, because I, I find signing on those things extremely uncomfortable. I, I, I don't know. So do I. Yeah, and 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 I, but but luckily, I, I mean, th- th- they raise no question. They say, "Oh, that's just fine." Well, I knew it wasn't. Yeah. It was <laughs> right. In fact, I put them into my last name. They said, "That's good. That's good." Well, I wanted to finish <laughs> my name, you know, because you know it's not good until I finish my whole name. Yeah, I, I think I think they kind of decided with um, with folks like us that as long as as long as they had evidence that you had put something on that on on that um, tablet, they were they were content with it. Yeah, I was sufficient right. enough. Yeah, Mister Reese waited online for an hour. <clears throat> uh-huh. Was there um was there a lot of conversation and and did you feel any presence of you know, people that were watching and or some of the stuff that we've heard uh, about on the um, news. And the- people, um, well, as far as people watching, um, the only people that came around that weren't voting were the people, um, as one woman already said, um, taking, um, wanting to um, give you literature, give materials, print literature that we can't read and, you know, all this stuff, but I already kind of had my mind made up when I went in. I so one last for. one last question, Miss Teresa, and that is, um, standing in line, how did you find social distancing was? Um, mm. Well, I was I was with somebody sighted, so that um, was already uh, kind of uh, predetermined. But so it made you know, it I easier mean, for you, yeah. Yeah, but we um, had to cross the street. And so there was yeah. a car going through because it was after eight in the morning. Well, not a street, but driveway. And there was a car going um, to their job, you know, somebody going to their job and they were driving through. So we had to make sure that, you know, we didn't get ran over. Very good. Miss Teresa, thank you so much for the call and thanks for sharing. Okay. Well, yes, sir. I will always enjoy. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Rick. Yeah, Elizabeth Bowden, please. From Tallahassee, okay. Florida. That's right. Okay, so I have, um, first of all, a, a comment or a, you know, a suggestion for when they do the, um, the sign uh, envelope part. That might be a little easier than what they did with the dots. They could just get a piece of cardboard and cut it so that it went right below or on the signature line and if there's a notch like for the one inch margin you know that maybe is there Uh on the page leave that on the left and then cut out the corner on the right that way they wouldn't have to buy the dots the people wouldn't have to you know eyeball the thing and maybe they could get people that are visually impaired to put together the packets because they Mm -hmm. wouldn't have to um you know visually put a dot on there now you're in leon you're in leon county and it wasn't one yes, of the five it was counties not. i used um express vote uh-huh and we did we voted early uh we um we ended up standing in line for 30 minutes there was a heckler and um they were told by my husband and another person that was standing right in front of us you know in line waiting too that they weren't supposed to be there and they had to be you know, they had to move back 150 feet 
And <laughs> it was interesting. I didn't think about telling him that I wanted accessible literature. That would have probably really thrown her into a tailspin. She was a little that, hyper. That um, would have been fun. It would have been fun. Next I time used I'm going to do it. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> but um, it was, it was, our process was really good. And I also, what I found out was if you're using one of those styluses, if you pretend like you have a piece of paper wadded up between your thumb and your finger when you sign, and you can relax your finger a little bit, it's a little easier for you. Yeah, I think it probably would be. I, I just find them very uncomfortable because they're slippery. Yeah, it is. It, they're it, slippery. Yeah, and they, I just, yeah. Anyway. Um, but we had so, we had a good experience. We went to the precinct. Oh no, we didn't go. We went to the elections office. They had the machines set up there for early voting. Mm -hmm. And what did you think? Um, what did what did you think of the uh, of the attitude of the the folks in in the polling station where you were when 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 you asked to use the special machine and that sort of thing? They were very excellent. They had had a problem with. Some people um, the day before using it, and they found out, they told us that, you know, whenever they move it, they're just going to get it checked out every time because that's what it happened. It had been moved, and then supposedly it didn't work. I think that some of it was user error, uh -huh. um, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, either or, but it probably was <clears throat> based on what they told me happened. Uh-huh. But because um, you have to pay attention to the instructions, you do. So he and it was and it was really good because I did. I messed up on mine. It was really hard to hear, and so I ended up pushing the option for the sip and puff part. Oh no! <laughs> so, yeah, we had to start it over again. But they were very nice, and and they were very attentive, and um, you know. And, I, you know, I would have was, liked to see you sip and puff. It would have been fun. Well, there wasn't the device wasn't there. I would have tried. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to a person that actually rode in a wheelchair to see what it was like yep. for their clients and used a, a vehicle lift yep. on one to see. So I, I wasn't afraid. If I yep, had been, the thing, I would have used it. But been there, um, done it that. Was, <laughs> it was really good. I really, every time I've been able to do that, I've been very, very happy because I could pick what I wanted and not have to tell anyone else. Now, Leon County was one of the places where they talked a little bit uh, about the potential for disturbances and, and, and lots of discomfort between the, the, the two parties. Did you notice any of that in no, your early voting? No, we didn't or, have that yeah. at all. Um, now we're waiting to see what happens tonight, but um, we didn't have any, nothing happened except for, like I said, the one lady from the one party, he, and she was actually pretty obnoxious, that was trying to, you know, tell people how to vote. Huh? And um, the, my husband and the other man made her stay back her 150 feet from the uh, doorway. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Liz, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's Excellent. a great show. I like it. Thank you. Mr. Rick. Phone number 9505, please. It's Margie from California. Hello, Paul and Rick and Anthony. Hello, Miss Donovan. Hello. How are you? 
I am well. I've got the TV off, and I hope to keep it that way all night. If it might try to keep my curiosity down to not hear all the blubber. There. But I called <laughs> to talk about my wonderful voting experience. Yep. And hang on. Um, so... Our poll, our voting centers out here opened on the 24th of October, and I went that day, and I have to admit, I never go to a polling site without some anxiety about whether the machines will work or not, Yep. and especially with it being at a new place and presumably not the same poll workers that I'm used to. Yep. Um, I walked in, and it's really funny, um, last year I was part of a video that was made about accessible voting, and so I did two components of it. I did the accessible voting for people who are blind or vision impaired and service animals. And I walked right. in, this lady said, you're a movie star. And I ignored her. I had no idea she was talking <laughs> to me. And she says, you with the dog, you're a movie star. So what do you mean? And she told me, said, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was interesting because they showed it last election, but I wondered if anybody ever saw it because nobody ever mentioned anything. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I, I armed myself with my mask, with my hand sanitizer, and with the baggie full of bleach wipes. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. actually, I have to say, this was the smoothest time I voted um, probably ever. Since, since accessible voting. Yeah, it was for me, in, too. They addressed me directly, not the person I was with. Yeah. And um, they handed me the card, not the person who was going to escort me to the machine. Yeah. And then, of course, being a dog handler, I followed the person to the machine, and she tapped the chair. I sat down, and I did ask her to insert the card, and she did. And I wiped down the keypad, and... and Proceeded to vote and shockingly had absolutely no problems in voting, reviewing my ballot, or or um, I just or putting it in um, where it went afterwards. Uh-huh. And I don't know if this is nationwide, but previously you'd pick up a folder with a piece of paper too, depending how much is on right. the ballot. Yeah. Uh, this year you didn't. You just took your card, then it printed out your ballot when you were done. And I really liked that. That seemed to work much easier. And I don't know why they haven't done that in the past, but it seemed much easier. Yep. Um, so I'm happy to say it went well, but there's never a time that I vote without some anxiety of whether the machine's going to work or not, because I have had those issues in the past. Yeah, me too. Anthony, yeah. questions for, for Margie? Well, I'm wondering, you know, like uh, like Paul and I, you've heard some stories about people that have used accessible voting by mail this evening. Did it? Um, do those stories make you think that in the next election cycle, if it's available, would you want to vote that way, or do you feel that feeling when the ballot, you know, is is accepted and you've got that card in your hand? Do you need that? Do you want that, or would you consider accessible voting by mail? Well, that was an option, and um, I am. A lot of people out here did do voting except, um, that way. I'm not a hundred percent comfortable, but more importantly, I 
believe that we have fought for these accessible machines for so long that we need to be out using them. And so for me, it just provides us another option. And as long as they're still out there in the polling places, that's the way I'm going to choose to vote. I'm I'm actually sort of pleased to hear you say that because that was the way, you know, and and both Margie and I, though she, she probably wouldn't like me to say this, but both Margie and I were around when when accessible voting machines came along and we know how much blood sweat and tears went mm-hmm. into making that whole process happen so when the whole accessible vote by mail thing became an issue maybe two or three years ago i was really conflicted and continue to be at least to a degree yeah i have to say you know i i um lost my eyesight for a little bit about four and a half years ago, um, mm-hmm. I voted in 2016 with with help. Um, at that point, <laughs> skills wise, I <laughs> there was a lot to be uh, learned, um, and I haven't voted since. This was my first. This was my first election, um, 2017, 18, or 19. I didn't vote, and um, you know, I really liked the experience of going in, of using the machine, mm-hmm. of feeling the card right. in my hand, of knowing that you know I did the process. I'm glad that the accessible vote by mail you know, options are becoming available in places and they're being tested, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I kind of feel like for as long as I can, I will, I, I will hit my polling. You know, I will hit my. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, and, and not only. And Margie, I, use... I, I voted today um, with the machine too. I, I didn't. Oh, good for you, Paul. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's not only about just using the machines. It's also about getting out there it and is. for the poll workers to see that people with disabilities do vote uh-huh. and we do right. use that machine. It just, you right. know, um, I'm probably the only one in my town that uses it because I live in a smaller town, but at least it's there and I use it. And I think that yep. is so important. Yep. So, and, you know, I, I'm not 100% comfortable with voting by mail that something might go wrong and they may not call me or the pin might be out of ink. I just don't know. I'm, I feel more comfortable on the voting machines. Yep. So. Ms. Margie, thank you so much for your call. You're welcome. Have a great evening. Thank you. you too. Thank you. Mr. Rick. Yeah, phone number 9833, please. Sounds like Alice. It is. I just want to say that in the primary, I voted by mail. And of course, in Georgia, you know, we're too behind, too far behind the times. And so it wasn't accessible. I didn't enjoy it, even though I trusted the person who voted for me. It's not what I like to do. I'm I'm an independent person. I want to vote independently and privately. But I did it. But then we had a runoff and I decided I was going to don the gear and go and vote. And I did. And I will say that the poll worker there that day seemed to know what she was doing because we have new machines here. And Mm -hmm. we knew before it even came time for election, they have flaws in in the talk, you know, the audio component. But they claim there's nothing they can do till after this election. But I had no problem when I did the runoff. But today I donned my mask, my gloves, my hand sanitizer, my Clorox wipes and and I take my own wheelchair so I don't even have to sit in a chair that anybody else's. Well, I, I thought it would go smoothly today, and I would be out in 15 minutes since it was the same lady who was at the poll when I did the runoff. Well, uh-huh. put in my card, and it talked to me, telling me the you know if I took money from somebody, blah, blah, blah. And then it says, 
uh, the first race is the president of the United States of America, and below is the list to cast your ballot. And then it kept repeating it. And no matter what button I pushed, it kept repeating it, would not would not scroll and read me the names. So we had to wait for a tech to come out, and he couldn't figure it out. We had to wait for the head of the election board to come down and come out. My goodness. And they unplugged and plugged things back in and unplugged and plugged things back in. And finally they said, well, maybe your card's coded wrong. So they took my ID again. I had to re-sign for a second time with the stylus. And and I heard him saying, well, it's really not on the line, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> when they recoded it and put it in, no problems whatsoever, except my only complaint with, with the new um, machines are, you know, because it does print it out, and they have not sol- solved the problem of how we're going to verify our own ballots. And at this point, I was already over an hour there, and I didn't want to have to take time to bring out my iPhone, take the picture, call Ira, or be my eyes to get them to read it to me, because... Here at Fletsy right now, they're in lockdown, and so my my son needed to get to work because they're hand-delivering meals to the dorm. So I just had him check it to make sure it was with what I wanted, even though I hated to have to do that. But, you know, I wanted to make sure that I I just don't trust what what I put in and what may have printed out. And then I got ready to put it into the scanner, and I kept hearing this thing grinding and grinding. And and they said... um, well, it, it, it's not taking your ballot. You want to take it out and try one more time? So I put it in, and I said, well, I don't hear it, I don't hear it doing the clunk it's supposed to make <laughs> to verify that, it, that it's casted, and then all of a sudden I heard it do that. So, But the social distancing wasn't a problem, and that's why I did not early vote, because I knew lines were horribly long. By going to my my poll today, I knew people. It was a steady stream of people, but there were never more than five or six people in in there at a time. Now, so all that, the way that, through er, all the way through early voting, and and even into today, Georgia Georgia has indicated that they that they were having problems with machines. Um, oh, definitely, and especially like I said, the accessible ones because they didn't bother to get our input when they purchased them. They waited till after they were purchased to get our input. And so now we're, it's like we're having to go backwards and they've, they've assured us that afterwards, um, and they're going to try and figure out a way because we said not everybody that comes in will have an iPhone or an Android to be able to verify their own ballot that way. You're going to have to come up with something that will be here at, you know, at the machine so that, you know, we can have a way to verify our own votes as well. And I'm not even, I'm not even sure that, that if, if you're using the same machine as we are, um, you could take a picture with your iPhone, um, but it but you wouldn't necessarily be able to read what was written there. Right, no, you'd have to use and that's what, and that's things. what we're saying. We, we it's got yeah. to be able to, and there are ways to make it happen. So. Well, not 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 with this system because what this system does is it it doesn't use um, it it doesn't actually print what what you. What you input, it uses it uses codes instead. 
Oh no, this prints it out. It does print it out. It prints it. It, it prints out exactly what you put. I mean, it says okay. who it is and all that. And, and one of the ways it can be done even is because we're using the iPads to register on anyway. And there's yes. a way that with it, and it has. They even got the speech on it, so it gives you the instructions on the iPad about registering. So there's a way they could uh-huh. fix it to do that. But you know, the other thing is though, I would have. I would have rather have done. Vote by mail if if it had been accessible to me, uh-huh. um, because I just would have felt more comfortable not having to go out amongst the COVID. Um, yep, but, I hear that. But it was too important to me to vote independently, so I decided I'd just, you know, I'd take my chances, wear my mask, and do what I needed to do so I could vote independently and privately. Uh, so. I'm with I'm with you, Miss Alice. I did the same. Um, thank you so much for your call. Thanks. I could talk a little bit about my experience um, uh, today. I I took Lyft um, from my house to the voting place, and in the past, when I've when I have voted at at um, at the particular polling place where I where I voted, you you've you had to walk this long distance through these this sort of maze of of corridors in an elementary school before you got to the voting place. So I was really pleasantly surprised that that the lift vehicle pulled up in front of uh, an area. <clears throat> and I stepped out of the vehicle, took two or three steps to the right, and was at the door of the, the polling booth. Um, I went in, and the, the process was ab- virtually flawless. Um, it, it, you know, handed in my ID, wasn't asked for my voter registration card, um, and did the the whole process of signing the tablet with the stylus. And I've already talked about how uncomfortable that makes me. Um, but then um, the machine worked worked absolutely flawlessly. There was no difficulty with um, with going through all the components and the races and as usual in a in a florida election in a miami-dade election there are there are are gazillion things to vote on i think we there were probably 25 or 30 races just unbelievable but anyway got through all of those um recorded my vote pulled out my card inserted my card into the scanner um and and really couldn't have had a better process than went outside there was a bench right in front and and the security guard for for the for the polling station sits out there um and so he watched for my lift vehicle and hey presto i was gone i mean it could not have been a smoother process yeah i had a similar experience i went sunday um and at miami lakes civic center so there was a little bit of having to get in but immediately um, a poll worker came and, and asked me, was I there to vote? Um, same thing. The machine was flawless, had no problem. Signs, card, card, um, came back out. And so we had gone by uh, STS, which is paratransit here, as you know, Paul. And, uh, you know, I had scheduled for an hour and 15 minutes, not knowing what a line might be like, not knowing, you know, I'd never used a machine. So I mm-hmm. really didn't know what I was what I was in for. Um, and I was done in 15 minutes, called for an Uber and was back at the house. 
um, in enough time to cancel the STS from the house that would be picking me up, you know, from the polling station. And it, it went flawlessly. <clears throat> and I really Excellent. felt like a piece of, of my life, you know, another piece of my life was back. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. I have voted on accessible machines probably since I think somebody said 97, whenever they first came to South Florida where I right. was, I think it was 97. So I wondered when I moved to the great state of Alabama, I wondered if there was going to be access here. And there is. I have had access here every every election since I've been here. And but I was concerned this time because of all this with COVID. I thought, well, are we do we know what place we're going to be in? Is everything going to be running right in that place? I've had beautiful experiences in this, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, four, three or four elections since I've been here, other elections, the people have been very nice. They've called me by name. And this time it was even better. I went um, because of COVID. I didn't want to take that chance of waiting until election day and then something right. going wrong. So I said, if we can vote early, I want to go. So we went to the courthouse and everything was fine. The only a couple things I didn't like, there was some form that had to be filled out and we had to put a reason for why we were, and they called it, why we were, they called it early voting. We had to give a reason like disability or elderly or something. And I'm like, I'm here because I want to be here and it's my constitutional right. I shouldn't have to have any other reason. But anyway, so we marked that and then somebody we just put helped. because yeah because and um but once that was done somebody showed me to where the machine was and there was a button to blank out the screen or you know to turn off anything that was might be mm -hmm. on the screen i turned that off because sometimes i feel like they tend to stand behind me to make sure i'm okay and i'm just like i don't want anybody looking at what i'm doing so i went and I voted, went through everything just fine. And, um, and then when it printed it out, I was glad that this time it went into an envelope, not a folder. And, um, and they didn't try to take it from me to put it in any ballot box or anything like that. And, I, and then I talked to them afterward and I said, what do you mean absentee? And they said, well, we're calling it that right now, but on election day, all these vaults will, you know, these will be open and these will be counted along with all the others. And I said, oh. okay, but it did make me wonder. Um, and I, I didn't want to have, I didn't like that qualifying for why I was there. No, I'm not sure I'd like it either. But otherwise, um, the machine, I love those machines. <clears throat> I just am so grateful. And like some others have said here, I always like to be seen you know, I like to be yes. out on election day. I like to be seen. And I always have had, there are a lot of police people working the polls or working at those places. And they have been so cordial. And just all the people there have been cordial. Every now and then I used to get people that'd be real nervous, like, like, what do we do? What do we do? You know, but yeah. no, no, these people, they were great. I, I had a real concern this time uh, going to my little precinct because um, in, in, in my precinct in the past, when, when I voted at primaries and when I voted at, at general elections, 
my precinct in particular has been manned by folks who are older than God. I mean, these folks, these, these, these folks make, make me look like a kid. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and that's saying something. Do you do your kid voice, Paul? <laughs> okay. They look really tiny. And then so I, um, this time, um, so I, I had concerns as to whether the, the precinct would even survive. Um, but the poll workers were definitely younger. Um, but all of them were just really um, very well trained, knew what they were doing. Um, um, I, when I got up from the chair, they had, um, after voting, they had uh, little shields on either side of the area so nobody could see the screen. Um, and, and I got up and bonged my head on one of the screens. Um, but I think that was as much my fault as it was theirs. But, but that was the only mischance I had. Miss Deborah, thanks for sharing. Yes, thank hey, you. Hey, Paul, if I can break in with uh, just a little bit of update for what's actually going on out there. Um, we have a couple of people in the background that are paying attention to uh, the news and, and some mm -hmm. of the chatter going back and forth. It looks like, and all eyes, of course, are on Florida this year. It looks like Florida at the moment is at a deadlock at 46.4 and 46.6. Um, New Hampshire and Vermont are overwhelmingly blue. Georgia is looking blue. And with 10% so far in Texas, it's also looking blue. So that's kind of where we stand right now. And also Ohio is looking pretty blue. Um, I think Tennessee has just been given to Trump. Tennessee was just given to Trump. Um, Ohio, they're at like 45% of the, of the precincts, right? 52. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's what we're looking And Ohio is actually looking blue. So there are some, uh, there are some thrilling, thrilling states to watch right now. Florida is at a dead heat. Oh, we shall see. We shall see. Mr. Rick. Phone number 3517, please. Hi, this is Mary Beth from New York. Miss Metzger, um, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing, Paul? I am well. Hi, Talk Mary to Beth. us about um, New York. Well, New York was good. I, um, I voted today. I, um, I'm close enough to my polling place so that I could walk. And I did um, avail myself of the IRA you know, voting thing, whether uh -huh. you can have the free whatever, we'll go vote with you thing. Um, I mean, I would have anyway because I have to cross a busy street that has a, a non-timed light, you know, just with a walk sign. Ooh. So I was, yep. I was my buddy on that street anyway. <laughs> um, but I went in, and there, I was surprised there um, was not a line. Um, the polling people were great. They're you know used to seeing me there. I'm 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 with you and Margie, you know, and that old people that want to get in yeah. there and you know use those machines. Um, I use the Automark machine, and I was pleased that it had um, a blank screen option on it this time around, um, and so that was good. The and um, I basically just you know went in there and. Um, I made my selections and got done with it and uh, got up and went home. It was, it was, it was pretty painless. <laughs> now did it print out a card for you from, from your little machine and then you put it, it in? It did. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, in the little in the little thing. That was actually in the beginning. Um, it was diff- it was a little bit difficult both for me and for the uh, poll person to insert. I think it was just right. you know, how often do they use these machines? I think it was right. it was it was unhappy. But um, after we got that straightened out, it was it was fine. Excellent, so, uh, yeah. Anthony. You were going to ask something? Uh, no, no, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, okay. Sure. Okay. So, Miss Mar- Miss Marybeth, in 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 terms of in terms of New York, did you did you feel under any more pressure given given the COVID attitudes up there or not? Not really. I I just um, I'm I'm way too much of a control freak to do mail and ballots. I can't deal yep. with it. <laughs> you know? Plus, like, I, I just I just want to know. I want to be there. <laughs> And um, and plus, I do um, really appreciate, um, you know, having been one of those testers, you know, for those early machines. I I do appreciate, you know, having the option of being able to go there and hit the little button and hit, hit all the rest of the buttons and and then cast my ballot and and leave. Yep. yep. Really appreciate cool that. Miss Mary Beth, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Yep. Mr. Rick. Yes, sir. Timothy Wynn, please. Hi, Timothy. Timothy Wynn from Miami, Florida. Hey. Hey, Timothy. So I did my voting through the uh, Accessible Pilot Voting Program, or whatever the interchangeable yeah. words are. Uh, yeah. But um, the voting process was fine. Uh, the, I did have some feedback with the actual website itself, but I don't think that's talked about here. But... Um, after voting and printing out the thing, um, I was able to put into envelope and everything. Signing was not uh, accessible because they didn't give us specific instructions where to sign on the envelope. So we just had a family member help me with that since I normally use um, vote by mail previously and they helped me with filling that out last time. So, but, uh, so I didn't have any problems there. But um, I think my biggest concern with the vote by mail accessible program is that uh, once the ballot is sent in, it has to be hand um, counted, meaning that they actually have to input your data into the system because it's not actually a ballot that gets printed out. It's just information text. And so, you know, and then that process, you know, people could just put in the right wrong information in or what have you. And so that's the only concern that I would have with that. But um, other than that, that's I think it's that's an interesting point, Timothy. Um, thank you so much for raising it. Um, overall, you found um, that the that the the election office was comfortable with your requesting the accessible ballot and that kind of thing. Well, I requested it. I think mid September, and they at that point didn't have any idea what it was in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I got redirected to like four or five different people and eventually they said, oh, well, we're going to have a meeting about it next week and then we're going to put your name down and see if we can send you the ballot via email and so on and so forth. So they did call me the week after and they they put my name down and everything else. And so I was able to be part of that pilot program. I don't know where it's supposed to submit feedback, but I was able to participate. So there's there's that. Excellent. Timothy, thank you for your call. Thank you. Uh-huh. And Mr. Rick? Yeah, Cassandra, please. Cassandra. 
So um, I voted. I actually was not in Daytona, so I requested um, a ballot just in case I was not going to be here. Um, but I came back and I voted early and I went to the polls. Um, usually I vote at one place, but I went to a different place this time and it was pretty interesting. Um, so when I first came in, um, I told them I wanted a, I wanted to be able to, you know, use the accessible machine and they thought I was talking Greek because they said, oh, nobody's used that machine all day. Um, and then she wanted me to fill out a piece of, piece of paper. Um, and maybe that's what it was, what Debbie was saying, that was like asking me all these questions. Um, and I was like, what? You know, I was looking at her real crazy. Um, so we filled it out real quick. And um, But the good thing is, um, because we have such a cool... Um, Supervisor of elections, we have signature guys. We gave them to her. Mm -hmm. um, and so instead of using the pen, we had a regular pen. They had like a hundred pens, regular pens. And um, so they said, once you use it, you can have it. And they just pulled out signature guys. And that's what we used to sign with. Went over to the machine. Um, and the lady's like, oh, you used this before. Okay, I don't need to go do nothing. But there are certain things that they're supposed to do. And the lady that was helping me, she didn't have a... That was the first time she's ever used it. So the supervisor wasn't real happy about coming over to help her. Um, but we figured it out and got it done. And after that, I had no problems whatsoever. Excellent. Um, Ms. Cassandra, I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another Daytona person heard from. Um, all right. Mr. Rick? Yeah, Denise Colley, please. Hi, Paul. Hi, Anthony. How are you, my dear? Good. How are you? I'm well. Are you in Washington these days? or? Yes. Oh, yeah. How I decided to stay in Washington. I decided I didn't really want to live in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Houston. It was way too hot. <laughs> I, ain't making, I ain't making no comments about that, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, Tell as us. you know, as you know, yeah. Washington is a uh, vote by mail state, but um, we, um, at least in our county, have been actively, Burl and I were, have been actively involved with our voter access advisory committee since its exception, mm -hmm. inception, and uh, probably been the two key pushers of that committee. And so... Um, We've been really lucky because our county, every uh, election, has brought um, first the auto mark and then the express vote to our chapter meeting where we could all vote, which always worked out really well. Of course, we couldn't do that this time. <laughs> so um, they, both for the um, primary election and the general election, they um, had set up um, their voting center out at the community college. And um, initially, we were trying to figure out how there were four of us that wanted to go vote. And we were trying to figure out how we were going to work out transportation to get out there. And I remember I kept thinking, oh, please, we've got to work this out because 
this is the first time with any election that I absolutely did not want anybody else marking my ballot. I totally did not <laughs> trust anybody, uh-huh. um, <laughs> um, especially because I seem to be contrary to the rest of my family in terms of how I'm voting and how I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. And um, I was getting really stressed out about that. And um, But we were able to work it out, and there were four of us that went out there to vote. And, of course, we'd used the machines before, so that was not an issue. And um, we printed out the ballot, and then, you know, we did the thing of putting it in the envelope and everything all by ourselves. Um, and this was the first time, though, I we actually got to put the ballots into the ballot box because they usually yes. – when they would bring them to us, they would take them back and put them in. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time we got to do that. So that was just totally very cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, we could have done um, online voting. That option was available to us, but it is not fully accessible here in Washington state. You could go as far as um, printing out the ballot, for, but from that point on, you would need assistance in knowing how to, where to sign and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't willing to do that. So that's why I went and used the express vote. And until such time as it becomes fully accessible to us, which is what we're going to be working on. We just passed a resolution at convention to get involved and it is going to take legislative um, uh, activity here in Washington Mm -hmm. to make that happen, to not have to have a paper ballot. Um, I will continue using the, Um, machines and it was a you know it was a great experience so i want to i want to talk about something you said right at the beginning of 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 your discussion and that is that um the the election folks were prepared to come to a chapter meeting where you guys could vote so that means they came to a chapter meeting during the early voting process and brought a machine with them yes for the last five or six years they have done that that is such that is such a cool idea. And we've had, um, I mean, we haven't had a huge amount of people voting. We've probably had seven or eight people, nine people who vote. Um, we call, I mean, we send them the list every um, prior to the meeting that they're going to come to because they come to the meeting prior to when the actual election day is. So um, we send them the list of who is going to be voting so they can bring um, well, before, it, it, so that they could bring the ballots. I mean, we could, we had ballots too. We could have brought them, but they would bring the ballots for us, so we didn't really have to worry about that as long as we gave them the information ahead of time. Yeah, we've worked really close with our elections people. Um, we did. Uh, we were involved in doing several of the PSAs uh, when when um, accessible voting first started in our county, and right. when we first started using the AutoMark. And we were involved in doing that. And um, actually, our current Secretary of State was the uh, county auditor in our county prior to um, to becoming Secretary of State. So she keeps, every time I see her and every time she talks about um, accessible voting to any group, she brings up the thing that I was probably the first person once we got the auto mark to actually go into the um, auditor's office and test it out. And afterwards, I, it was such an amazing experience to me. And I said, this is the first time in my entire life that I have ever been able to vote, uh, you know, 
uh, independently yep. and privately, and yeah. that it was such an amazing experience. So, so she always has to tell that story because it really stayed with her that, you know, it was such an important thing to me. And so, yeah, after we got done here um, at, for this election, and the only reason they were out at the community college was because the auditor's office was not big enough. They weren't sure how many people would be coming in at a time, so they didn't want to set it up there. Um, but after we did the voting and put our ballots in the ballot box and everything, we got our little mask that said vote on it. And yeah, it was totally cool. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Miss Denise, thank you so much. I think, I think, um, I think chapter voting sessions is such a cool idea. Yeah. It yeah. was very cool. We That's need awesome. to do that down here in Miami. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Mr. Rick. Anisio, please. Hi, Paul and everyone. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Paul, I, must, I must give you guys a lot of um, a lot of uh, kudos for uh, having a having a show at this time, competing with all the newscasts. Yeah. I'd love to stay with you after nine o'clock, but you know, I, I uh, I'm too uh, too hyped up. Anyway, um, I voted by mail. Um, about three weeks ago, and um, and it, it was you know I obviously not accessible. I live in a in a county just outside Volusia County, so I'm not one of the six pilot projects. So I was able to get a from the from the elections office. So I was able to get a sample ballot via email. I mean, I got it on the on the internet, and so at least I was able to study the ballot, see who's running. My ma my major issue really was. <coughs> to identify what to do with the judges because I couldn't find anywhere any kind of background information or anything. So I went a little bit haphazard there. But um, and then I had my I had my wife actually actually fill it out. And uh, I'm sure she I we are very politically alike. So um, I, I didn't have a problem with that. But I, I did go to the I used the machine during the primary right after shortly after I moved to Florida early in the year. And the experience was awful. I mean, in Flagler County, they they had no clue how to use the machine. Um, I had to try two or three cars before they got it to work. And then even after it was working, my wife was right behind me. Um, there was no cover or no, you know, anyone could see, not that I care really if they see who I vote for, even though often will be opposite what they vote for. So I'm proud of it. But, uh, but it was certainly not a private experience. And it took, it took probably 45 minutes for me to vote when my wife did it in uh, 15 seconds, maybe, or whatever it was. So I look forward to the time to 2022 when uh, all Florida will have the accessible mail ballot. Um, so I was really jealous of those, those counties. So How did you um, feel? Did you feel comfortable, Anisio, with with uh, with having someone help you fill out the mail ballot? I mean, I did because it's my wife. You know what I mean? And yeah. We, we are. We have, like I said, we have same political. Yeah. We vote for the same people. So you know, <laughs> if I if I if I wanted to vote the other party, she probably would uh, vote for for the one that she not. She would not. But you know, so there was no no issue with that. Yeah. But. Um, and then she dropped them off at the uh, at the elections office. We didn't even want to do it via the mail or the 
the other top Excellent. So, now, as as a relatively rural county, um, did 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 you did you find that that you could get all the information you needed in Flagler County because it's a it's a relatively small county just north of Daytona? Right. I mean, I did get like I said, you know, from the sampler ballot. Simple ballot. I was able to go to the League of Women Voters. I was mm-hmm. so I read a lot about the the six the six um, six amendments, which I'm assuming they right. were statewide, right? Um, right. And the you know the candidates. And like I said, the only the only ones I had a problem with uh, was all the the judge whether or not such and such a judge should yeah, be retained. Yeah, should be retained. I, I, I it, not, essentially, I just voted yes across the board. You me know. too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I went opposite. Honestly, I voted no across the board. I felt um, like I was just making a statement. Yeah. I think I did, I did two investigations, but I, one, I, I did, you know, I Googled their names and everything. One of them, I noticed that she was part of an organization that I know is very conservative or, you know, whatever. So by that, then I could make my decision, but she was the only one. Excellent. So. Anisio, thank you so much, sir. You're welcome and good luck with the program. Thank you. All right. Mr. Rick. Linda Faust, please. Linda. Yes. Hi. Um, well, first of all, okay, I'm in Massachusetts, like you were. Hi. Um, I, when I voted at the primary, well, first of all, I'm a big fan of the Automark machine. Yeah. Um, and when I lived in Florida, I used it all the time. Okay. Because just like you said, Paul, I mean, you know, it's important to me that, you know, to show up. Okay. But now that I'm in Massachusetts and I live in a smaller town and there's the COVID stuff going on and lack of transportation and being afraid to take Lyft because I don't know how safe as far as the COVID situation is to take Lyft. I decided to vote by mail. So when I was going to do this with the uh, primary at the time, the accessible voting in Massachusetts wasn't approved, and I kind of got the runaround from the Secretary of State and right. couldn't get anywhere and da-da-da. And then, um, so I asked somebody from Mass Association of the Blind, a volunteer who I trust and I've known already for a couple of years, who's both the same party as I do, so I felt comfortable having her help me. But that was around the same time that the accessible voting actually became possible so i i said to her she only had a half an hour and uh i'm like well can can we try to get through on the phone to try to get some help here because i really would prefer to use accessible voting if possible but we were on hold forever and she decided to just help me fill out the ballot and she doesn't she didn't like me being in their car because of the covid thing but this was an exception you know, because she wanted to make sure my ballot got to the drop box. So we mm-hmm. drove 15, 20 minutes to the senior center and I put the ballot in the drop box. And that's the way I voted. And I'm very disappointed in myself that I didn't get to vote accessibly this year. But I do have all the website information so that when there's local elections next year, whatever, I'm going to try to do this a month in advance because here, I guess there's some way that you can vote electronically via PDF document. You have to right. kind of go through a process yeah. to be able to do all that. And I couldn't there get is, the but help it, on but, time. But the settlement was done very late in Massachusetts. I don't yeah. think 
I don't think it finally happened. And Rick, you may know more, but I don't think it finally happened until mid-September or so. Yeah, um, that's correct. Yeah, well, yes. well, the thing was the 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 thing was that you know I I figured if I waited till it did happen, maybe my ballot wouldn't count. It, my vote wouldn't be counted on time. So yeah. I just and the because of the of being worried about the mail and everything else, yeah. I just thought, okay, I'm just going to do it this way. Linda, so. thank you so much for sharing. We appreciate your call. Yep, thank you. Uh huh. Mr. Rick, Cindy. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, I want to tell you about uh, today, but I also want to tell you <laughs> about five years ago um, when Denise was talking about her experience with her chapter. It made me think about an experience that we had with our chapter about five years ago, uh, five or six years ago. They uh, started allowing us in my county to be able to vote electronically as Denise was describing where we would print out the ballot and put it back in the envelope, sign it and, and you know, put it in the ballot box. Mm -hmm. So we decided we were just so excited because uh, it was through Democracy Live and uh -huh. the website was really very accessible and you could listen to these videos of um, uh, people just, you know, reading, uh, well, the, the candidates talking as well as um, the different uh, um, initiatives and so on. Uh, you could read all of that. So anyway, it was really great. So what we did was we set up a, um, a taco margarita party at my house and um, we had margaritas going. We had a taco bar set up and people came. We had probably about 15 of us, 12 to 15 of us uh, there. And we set up a, a voting station in my my bedroom at my desk and people went in there one at a time and voted uh, online printed out their ballot. We had one of our members volunteer to help with showing people where to sign. Mm -hmm. And um, and we just had a big voting party. And the, and the only rules of that day were that uh, we couldn't talk politics and you couldn't have a margarita until after you voted. <laughs> I, I thought you were, I thought I thought there was a rule that you couldn't vote until you had at least two. <laughs> hey, hey cindy uh, i cindy i've got an idea next time you do that let's put yeah. an auction with it too <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i'll tell you what no doubt anyway i wanted to share to, you know i'm i'm now in michigan new home new neighborhood yep. new city i wasn't yep. sure I, and and i a week after i moved here so i i went to get my um my state id uh, which I got in the mail this last Friday, very excited. And I was able to register to vote at that time. So I did that, but then I wasn't sure, well, now how? Do, what do I do, you know? So last week I called um, uh, City Hall to find out what where I could vote and what, you know, if they had accessible voting and so on. So she said, oh yes, we have the machines and you, but you, they'll only be available on the day of, on elections day. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I talked to my daughter and she's like, yeah, no problem. I'll run you up there. So this morning, um, I just been so pumped, just so excited. And I watched today at one o'clock, uh, 
Claire and Clark. And Clark talked about that the important piece is that you have a plan. And I did. I had a plan. Right. Okay. And But then he also says you need to have a plan so that you are prepared to handle any of the obstacles that get in your way or the, you know, the barriers or whatever, the challenges. Right. So, and uh, guess what? I had to do that too. So, nothing went according to plan. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Um, so, we got there, uh, got in line, did not take very long. Uh, I was like the second person into the, into my precinct area, told them I wanted to be able to use the accessible machine. The first person said, um, asked my daughter if she was going to help me vote. And she's like, uh, no, uh, she's going to vote on her own. And uh, I said, and I, so I told them, I know there's an accessible machine. So one of the ladies said, yes, I know what it is. You want to use the VAT. I never heard of a VAT, (laughs) but the VAT. Okay. So she took me over to the machine and I waited while she got it set up. And she kept getting like an error message that said, um, proceed to close the polls <laughs> so she, so she called for tech support and um, we waited and about 10 minutes and somebody from tech support came in and so then he tried doing it same thing so he called somebody and found the little process so she was doing something wrong putting in the wrong in, you know pin number or something so they got it going and I sat down and they put the a handheld device in my hand that had the buttons and it had braille on it and the headphones were plugged into it and and I heard uh, it speak it said next or something and the lady's like do you want me to push next and I said no I I should be able to do that on my own and uh, none of the buttons would work so I pushed buttons nothing happened the help button nothing happened well then the cord kept falling out of the um, the cable kept falling out of the handheld the, the little pins were broken on it, so it would not stay in. So then there was another gentleman there. I don't know. I didn't at the time know who he was. And um, the tech guy walked away, and he's like, he took it, and he said, let's see if we tape this in. So he taped the, this cable into the handheld, and he was working really hard to, you know, try and make it work. Well, it still did not, nothing happened. I still could not push the buttons. So the long and short they went and got another handheld, uh, the handheld piece from another machine, tried it. It still did not, it would not read, at, like it wouldn't acknowledge any of the buttons. So they tested this other machine in the other precinct. It still didn't work. In the meantime, I was there for an hour and a half <laughs> and I remained patient. My daughter left because the kids were at home. Um, and I was talking to this gentleman who ended up being the mayor of my city. My goodness. And he was wow. there for the whole hour and a half talking with me. And I got to ask him about how do I get the re- my sidewalks repaired? And I also asked him if he knew of a contractor in the area that he could recommend. And he did. And uh, just little things like that. But. Uh, he was so really he was just mortified and and really upset that the machine that they could not get it to work and he gave me his word that that they would absolutely he's been mayor since January uh, but he said that he would 
do whatever necessary to make sure that the next time, but really the bottom line was I either had to vote there with two uh, poll station workers or uh, I, I said I would have rather have done the absentee and have my daughter assist me. Um, and they were not doing absentees day of. If you didn't have your absentee, oh. you had to go to yep. the polling station. He called down to City Hall and talked to the person in elections and told them I would be coming. I needed to be handed my absentee ballot and that I could uh, do it that way. So my my daughter came, picked me up. He actually walked me out to my daughter's van. Um, and uh, I feel like I made a friend here an hour and a half visiting. I think you uh, did. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I uh, wow. went down, got my vote done. Uh, he showed up. He watched me put it in the ballot box. I apologized again. And uh, no matter what, in the end, I voted. It wasn't what I planned, um, but I also didn't plan to meet the mayor and, uh, and who stayed with me, like I said, for that whole hour and a half. That is that is very so, cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the end. And, the and end is I voted. So if the contractor doesn't work out, you can say you're going to tell tell the mayor. <laughs> he said he had a couple of names for, for me to email him, and he'd, he'd send me a couple of people uh, recommendations. So uh, anyway, uh, that's it. So thank you so, so much, guys. Thanks for thank sharing, Miss Cindy, and thanks for yeah. being here. Yep. Take care. Donna Browning, please. Donna Browning. Good evening, gentlemen. How Good are evening. you? Good evening, Donna. So <clears throat> I voted in person because um, I don't trust the mail thing. And my. And, wh and where are you, Miss Donna? I'm in Alexandria, Virginia. Thank you. And mm -hmm. I have to say that this was the first good experience I've had since I can re ever remember. Um, it used to be that. Uh, I would have to use my magnifier and do the best I could and hope I got it all right. And uh, then um, when the machines came along, I would always have a problem every year. Every year it was something. It was either they didn't know what the code was or they didn't have it hooked up or they didn't know how to do it. One year they had to call a tech guy and, um, you know, the whole thing. Uh, um, and, um, oh, and I've even had people stand behind me and try to read it. And I would tell them, excuse me, uh, you need to move. And they would get upset with me. So mm -hmm. I didn't know at first that I could make my screen go dark. Uh, a friend told me that later. So now I, in the last couple of years, I've done that. That was the most fantastic feeling when I could do that. And I even needed it this year because somebody was standing there. A few people were just, you know, close. And I'm like, excuse me, back off. You're too close anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I just turned the screen dark and, you know, you could hear the reaction, right? It's just, that's the part I like about it. Cause if there is somebody really, <laughs> they do react. Um, yep. so I, I was really happy this year. They, they knew everything was set up. It was ready for me. Took no time at all. I voted. No, I voted so quick. I didn't realize what had happened. And it was yeah. <laughs> that had never happened before. And they even let me clean my own machine off before I used it. I said, do you have some cleaning supplies? I'd like to wipe down everything myself. And they said, okay. And they let me do that. And I wiped everything down, used it, and moved on. <clears throat> well, that's excellent. Miss Donna, yeah. thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. 
That's excellent. Mr. Rick. Yes, Brian. Charleston, please. Now, Good evening, now, did Brian. You, did you use the amazing accessible vote by mail process in Massachusetts? I, of course, did, as did the lovely Ms. Kim. Um, we were two of the plaintiffs that uh, got the changes done here in Massachusetts. We got it done only within a matter of two or three days of the primary and got it done two or three weeks before the general election. Mm -hmm. So it was easier. In the primary, um, we had to uh, print out our ballot and fold and put it in and print out an affidavit that says that we, in fact, were the right person to do that and put that in the envelope. And we kept waiting and waiting for the town clerk to uh, get us the envelope with a little punch hole in it, like in California. It would indicate where you signed the mm -hmm. inner envelope on the outside, but it never arrived. So at 7.30 at night, polls close at 8. Uh, I had a friend drive me down to town hall, and we had to circle around to find the ballot box. They had put it in... Uh, on a grass island behind the behind the city hall, and you you could not drop it in from your car, you could not drop it in from the sidewalk. You had to walk across some grass to the box to put it in. So we did a little local advocating to change that, and now it's posted next to the accessible entrance to city hall. So that's uh, that. But what was a little harrowing is once you submitted it electronically, and this was a matter of, of uh, putting two documents as attachments to an email, and those documents yeah. were PDF documents. Again, the affidavit saying, I am who I am, and I do deserve to get this luxury of doing this, and the, uh, the ballot itself. But after it was submitted, almost within like 30 minutes, I got a reply saying it had been received and that felt good to right. know that they had actually received it but then they had to pass it on to the local town clerk and only yesterday did I got comf get confirmation by calling the town clerk that they had received it and had uh, how do I put it registered it as received Anyway, we eventually went through the process, but each day that you check the state website to see if your ballot had been received and you kept getting no, no, you got more and more nervous as yes. today rolled yeah. around. So I was glad to have confirmation yesterday that it was there and, and plenty cozy with all the other ballots being counted today. But anybody who doubts that every vote counts I always go back to my first run for ACB office in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> my opponent was to be the future Carla Rushevall, then Carla Franklin. And she was the convention uh, host committee chair. Mm -hmm. And I lost that election by one vote. Yeah, I remember it. Vote. <laughs> so every vote counts, ladies and gentlemen. Every vote, and we're getting better at it. Uh, both we are as getting a community better. and in terms of accessibility. 
I'm yep. a little disappointed it took this long for us to really get this tiger by the tail of remote voting. So, but, uh, so I think technology we, is doing the job. Where, I'm going to ask you one last question, then we're going to move on, Mr. Prime. But <clears throat> where do you go in Massachusetts with the accessible mail ballot now? I mean, you, you, you've had to get lawsuits to put it in place. Are you satisfied that that it's in place to stay, A, and and B, will you have a chance to um, to amend the way it operates so that it's more user-friendly? That was my question. Yeah, I would say, one, that there was nothing in the original legislation that was passed by our, our legislature and signed by our governor that extended it past this political season. But that's a good thing because we now know what the low bar is. And we can yeah. go in for the higher bar. We won't be satisfied until everybody can vote in a manner that works for them. This method does not work for all those people who do not have computer technology or computer literacy sufficient to right. dive through these right. processes. Uh, it also doesn't take into consideration um, the issues associated with deafblind individuals. Right. None of this was accessible to deafblind individuals. And I guess lastly, it really flies in the face of the final thing. We always talk about three things that you need to have. You have to be able to vote independently, privately, and verifiably. Yeah. Uh, this method allowed us to vote independently if you had the tech and the know-how. Um, verifiably because you could see that pdf because it wasn't a um a locked pdf once it was right. generated you could yeah. read it and know that you cast properly but part of the affidavit that you sign indicates that what's going to happen with your ballot that you email in is a special clerk at this is going to enter it. Uh, is going to take that yeah and put it in the system. So they're going to have a chance to see how you voted because they're going to see the envelope or the email that it came in and who did that and the ballot itself. That's unlike ballots right. that are opened uh, at a, at a uh, whatever they call them. Uh, Polling places, where, yep. Right, where one yeah. person opens the envelope, yes. verifies the person had the right to vote, and a totally and different person, person opens yep. and sends it through. Yep. So we're only two-thirds of the way through what I think of as true uh, election accessibility. So, Brian, I lied because I, because I want to clarify something you said. You said the system isn't accessible to deafblind folks, but I would have thought that, that if, if they were using a Braille display... Um, they would have they would have been able to complete the ballot. As I understand it, with people who were testing that, and by the way, this is the other problem I have is the um, our Secretary of State's Elections Division office uh, fell into that realm of not having consumers test it for accessibility right. because they had a person in the office who was blind uh. and that whole business of if one blind person can do it, so can any blind person. Mm -hmm. It's just 
not at all true. We're not, we're not a homogenous group of people in terms of our ability and, and, and the like. So yep. it's my understanding, though, that the nature of these PDFs were such that while you could go through some parts of the process, you could not go through all of the process. Interesting. Um, using refreshable Braille. Interesting. Mr. Ryan, thank you so much for sharing. No problem. Great job, guys. Take yep. care now. Mr. Rick? Phone number 6638, please. This is Beth Fazio from New Mexico. And I had a wonderful voting experience. Uh, we voted in person uh, because, well, first of all, I really don't help have any uh, one to help me with the uh, vote by mail thing. And then I don't know, they do have the accessible uh, voting by mail here. And this is a rural, little rural town anyway. But um, I, I went with uh, my children's father and uh, he's a Spanish speaker. Um, so he's, but he's also print disabled. Anyway, he, um, we both got to use that, that machine. Um, <clears throat> I, our machine now is called the Dominion Ice. We first started off on Automark, but uh, a lot of us has had to get used to the uh, Dominion Ice. And, um, like I said, there was about six of us waiting to vote there. And, uh, you know, they, at first the poll workers were like, well, I don't really know how to, how to help you guys with a machine. We're like, well, we can, you know, we can do that. And, um, I too feel uncomfortable signing those, uh, tablets, yeah. whatever it is, like an iPad yeah. or whatever with yeah. the stylus. Yeah. Yeah. But I went ahead and did it anyway. And uh, then they asked me for my ID, and I showed them that. Mm -hmm. And um, it it took about an hour and a half. I mean, not for me to vote, but uh, waiting time. They took us to a little waiting room, all six of us, like, uh, I guess because of the social distancing thing. Right. And, um, but... All in all, it was it was very good. I got to read my ballot with the headphones. At first, this lady from church wanted to help me, and I said, "No, I want I want to do my ballot because uh, good for you. It's accessible yeah. for us." Yeah, and no, I think she was kind of hurt, but that's okay. You're, I, I you're do feel that it's very important that we use yeah. these machines. Yeah, yeah, because you know. It took a lot of fighting and negotiating to get them, and I feel that we should use them. Yep, absolutely. You're the Especially first Especially in the little rural towns, because sometimes the, they're overlooked. The bigger cities uh, oh, I think are not right. so much overlooked yep. as the little rural places, but, uh, you know, sometimes they think, well, there's not that many voters there, and and they won't use, you know, but... I do think it's important that we use them. You're the and, first um, person who didn't vote a straight ticket. Very good. But it came out. It came out okay, and uh, yeah. I got to put 
you know, when the ballot, except the only thing when after I voted, my ballot got stuck on review. So I had to call the poll worker for help because it kept it wouldn't come out. It kept reviewing and reviewing. And then oh, dear. so but she helped fig- me get it. It was stuck yep. somewhere. Yeah. But then I got it out of there. She helped me get it out of there. And then um, I just put it in the box in that thing. And you heard the little ding, you know, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. Excellent. And it was great. It was a great experience. I, Like I said, I've used the Automark before, but then now we're, we're using this new, new one. This is only yeah. the second time that I used it. Yeah. But I thought it was terrific. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yep. All right, Mr. Rick. Yeah, Diane, please. Good evening. Thanks, Paul and Rick and everyone on the call. Well, um, like Cindy, I also voted in Michigan. So anyway, I <clears throat> voted absentee using the uh, Democracy Live Omni ballot. Uh-huh. And... Um, when I signed up for it, I had to go on a website and sign up for it. And my husband, who's partially sighted, also did. And they sent us the links a few days later. And then they called us because they had already sent out the absentee ballots to us. So they asked us which ones we were going to be using so that they could cancel the ones that we weren't going to be using. Uh-huh. Um, so... We both used the uh, Omni ballot. And when I tried to open my link, I had a problem because it kept saying this page isn't, is not private and that, you know, people could hack into it and steal information. Um, so I tried to get instructions from the clerk and I wasn't real successful. The person that finally told me what I had to do was a BITS member. Yay, BITS. And, and what did you have to do, Diane? So I had to um, open the page up in, a, in an incognito window with um, Google Chrome. Gotcha. So I was able to uh, do that, and I you know, filled it out, and I, I found it a pleasure to fill out. It was very easy just to tab through everything. Um, there were a couple proposals on our ballot, and I had to use the arrow keys, you know, to read those because um, I, I wanted to read more than just yes or no. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, that worked out pretty well. Um, I was surprised they didn't send us an envelope or anything. They just told told us to put it in an envelope and write, um, what was it, official accessible voter, uh, no, official absent voters ballot. We had to write that below the return address on the envelope. Interesting. But, but wow. so you didn't have to sign the envelope or anything. Yeah, I had to sign the envelope, too. I got my husband to help me do that. And I also did show him my ballot at least enough so that he could tell me whether or not it printed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was a little uncomfortable for that. I, w- I would have liked a little more independence than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Excellent. 
last week I put it I put it in the after I had a certain procedure on Thursday morning. And when I was still only in a slight fog from that, I took my <laughs> ballot to the uh, clerk's office and gave it to them. I would have liked to have dropped it into some kind of a box or something, but they took it from me. And um, so now I'm trying to find out how to check on the status of my ballot. And I've not been able to figure that out yet. The link that they sent me doesn't seem to contain the information. It seems to have a form on it where I can put my information and then it will tell me who my city clerk is and where they're located, which yeah. I already knew. Well, you should be able to just call the city clerk's office and they can yeah. look it up for you. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I will, um, you know, I'll try that tomorrow, you know, see if they'd have anything after Excellent. this. I won't be truly happy until the system is secure enough that we can just submit the whole thing online. That's yeah. the only thing that's really going to make me happy. That's actually being done in some states now. We haven't heard from any of them so far tonight. No. But, yeah. um, but there are two or three of them where, where, where it's all being done online, Diane. So it is possible. Yeah. And so it's appropriate to, to work towards that. But thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Rick, I think we just have two more folks left. Yeah. Okay. Doug? Hi there. Yes. Real, real quick, uh, Paul, I'm going to say this is a fantastic show you're doing tonight. I love it. A lot of great information from all of your callers. And I wanted to mention, Cindy, you are a fantastic advocate. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I was told one time that when a door closes, usually a window or another door is left open if you're smart enough to use it. And apparently Cindy is. That was a fantastic <laughs> advocacy move on her part. It um, was. Yeah, now, I wanted to respond on something, and I thought about this earlier, that Timothy said. He is yes. right. There is a problem with the sending in absentee ballots. Um, now, and the problem, and I don't know about other states, but in Florida, um, the laws, the, the regulations say that only items that are certified by the state are allowed to be used in voting, in final voting. Therefore, when I print something on my printer and send it in, they cannot use that because it's not certified by the state. What Lisa explained to me is that what happens is she has a canvassing board that sits down and they look at every absentee ballot or mail-in ballot that comes in to make sure that they are correct before they put them in the tabulator. What happens in terms of the Omni system um, is that yes, it, cu it's, it comes in on a regular piece of paper, they can't use that. So what happens is they have a canvassing board sitting at a table and one person takes, first of all, the name is not there because your name is on the envelope. Correct. They take it from the envelope. So one of the canvassing board members takes it and they, they take a, a, a certified piece of paper or, or a blank ballot and they transfer my information onto the regulation ballot, which is then put into the machine. A second person on the canvassing board checks to make sure that what they're filling out on that board, it, that paper. Interesting. So it is still seek, it is still private because they do not have the name of anybody who's all they have in, with them is the is the, the ballot that I sent to them. So it's and, not and, a problem. And there's only, 
and because there are two people doing it, there's less likelihood that there's going to be an error made. Correct. Yeah. And uh, yeah. as a matter of fact, the other day I called I called Lisa to ask her a question, and she was in the room supervising the canvassing board. Yeah. Um, they had several people around the around tables, and yeah, the and was doing these, and they check every single mail-in ballot that comes in to make sure there's no problems with them. So, does this apply? Does this apply to um, to to mail-in ballots? Um, period, or, or or just to the accessible mail ballots? No, they check all no, the mail-in ballots. Interesting. Every and they, because they want to make sure that it's been done correctly. And they all have to be transferred onto another no, form. No, they no, don't. No, only the accessible only, has to be transferred. Only the accessible has to be transferred. Well, see that. Or, so, or on the, the other ones, if, for instance, if somebody's fill out the um, a regular regulation ballot and they they scribble outside the line or something. Right. Um, the machine's not going to yeah. be able no, to read I get that. that. So I get in that. that case, they would have to transfer it into another onto another thing. But I guess I, I guess there it, that it's arguable at least that as long as the accessible voter pool is small, it would be possible for folks on the canvassing board to deduce information. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Mr. Doug, thank you for clarifying. Okay. Great. We appreciate it. Okay, and again, show was fantastic. A lot of information, and um, Brian, great, great information about what's going on in Massachusetts. Yep. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Miss Karen. Two things. I don't know how y'all know the brand of the voting machines. I don't have a clue. I know which I know which one we use here in Kingwood by texture, but I couldn't tell you what brand it is if I like to paint on it. The other thing <laughs> is. And the other thing is about the deaf blind, um, that should be also stuff that BRL members should be interested in as well. Because yes. if you're for deaf blind people to use it, it has to be in, in a non audible form. And, and Paul already knows if I can use it, read more Braille, I will. So, Karen, I don't, I, I don't know that we've ever really found a good solution for deaf blind folks um, and, and accessible voting. And the truth is, um, the the truth is, we we in ACB and 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 the, I think the whole blind community um, needs to recognize that that um, th that it's that it's an unresolved issue, and and we're not sure how we can resolve it. Now, granted, Braille displays are becoming cheaper, so so given the the, the relatively high cost of accessible voting machines and the relatively low cost of um, braille displays it, it might be possible um, to persuade to persuade folks to do that um, but I, I think deafblind people really do have a hard time in terms of in terms of accessible voting and I think it's an issue that that we at some point are probably going to need to deal with but anyway um, how did you vote miss Karen did you go to a polling place? I went to a polling place. I did not mind my mom helping on the other. Because uh -huh. what ha what's been really nice is when she helps me with mine, it gives her clues to what the ballot looks like. And <laughs> hers is done twice as fast because she's seen it once helping me. 
Yep. I think that's fair enough. It it kind of turned out, turns out nice for us. But I also understand, and also the other thing that mom, I would not have known this had mom not told him, but there was a sign up there as if you have any accessibility problems, uh, she called this number. Well, how would a blind person like me know that had my mother not told me? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. So that, um, that's the two things I, ha- I have on the table to, uh, to throw out there. Excellent. And thank you so much for your call. And thanks for sticking around for the whole evening, Miss Karen. <laughs> it was good. Thank you. Uh-huh. So, Mr. Rick, is that it? That's it, my friend. All right. So, Mr. Anthony, final comments before I before I sign off? Well, I mean, it was I think it was an incredibly great show. I think I you know, honestly, I expected a few more voting snaps, a few more people that yep. had, you know, problems, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know, you know, honestly, for advocacy purposes, a couple of more of those might have been, you know, welcome. But I'm really, yep. really glad that so many folks had a great voting experience. Um and I'm just so glad to have been part of this. So thank you so much. You're more than welcome. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around for our extended Tuesday topics this evening. I want to remind everyone that next week on Tuesday topics, we're going to talk about two special interest affiliates of the American Council of the Blind, uh, the Braille Revival League, which I am president of, and the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, whose president is Patty Cox, and who will be with us at least for the first hour and a half of Tuesday Topics. So that's the plan for next week, and we hope all of you will tune in. In the meantime, remember that the only democracy that works is a democracy where everybody believes in the system and believes they can trust the system. Once that fails, democracy doesn't exist anymore. Thanks, everyone, for being here, and thank you, Anthony, and good night.